Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include technology and cost savings, an interview I did with Loan Depot Wholesales Renovation Radio on how someone in their 20s enters mortgage banking, and surging mortgage rates. Today's podcast is presented by Sagent, powering banks and lenders to make loans and home ownership simpler and safer for millions of consumers. Sagent brings the modern experience consumers now expect from loan originations to loan servicing, where lifetime customer relationships are managed and grown by enabling consumers to manage their homeowning lives from anywhere while giving servicers lower costs, scale compliance, and higher servicing values through full market cycles. The end game is a continuous loop where tech-powered customer attention, retention, and engagement in servicing lead to new originations, which then lead to and preserve lifetime servicing. Much of the concern out there is about treasury yields, with mortgage rates tagging along, climbing to a two-year high. Loan officers and lenders can't do anything about rates or the market's servicing values, but they certainly can do something about technology and cost savings. Speaking of savings, a friend of mine was fond of saying, free is a good price, and you and me and other taxpayers are footing the bill for free COVID tests. During a recent Stratmore workshop session, I heard partner Jim Cameron state, Outsourcing is the gateway drug to automation. Every 18 or so months, computer processing speeds double, an observation known as Moore's Law. A complaint that I hear from lender CEOs and owners is that AEs and LOs don't even know what technology is available to them. Educate yourselves on what's available, and then we'll talk new software. Education is certainly important. 44 state financial agencies, led by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation, have reached settlements with more than 400 mortgage loan originators nationwide who deceptively claim to have completed annual continuing education as required under state and federal law. For today's interview, I'm actually going to flip the script and air part of an interview I did with Loan Depot Wholesale's Renovation Radio, where I went on as the guest, and they spoke to me about my origins in the mortgage business and what it's like to work with my dad. Hey, uh, Robbie Chrisman, welcome to Renovation Radio. Thanks, Mark. This is uh, this is actually one of the biggest honors in my mortgage career so far, being guest number one for you. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. So this is the flagship uh, broadcast. So uh, yeah, so we appreciate you taking some time out from your busy schedule to uh, to be our initial guest. So uh, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, school or no school? And uh, where are you living and what are you doing now? I grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, and, and my father has been in the mortgage industry since the mid 80s at, at various companies. And I actually started working at mortgage companies when I was about 16 years old. I would commute over to the East Bay from the North Bay. I'd get on the BART train at 4.30 in the morning and go to Residential Pacific Mortgage in Walnut Creek. Wow. And I can't say that it was very enjoyable uh, either the commute or the the work I was doing, I was drawing docs and just kind of running around doing whatever people told me to do. But it gave me a taste of the mortgage industry and I got to see the different departments. And from there, I I had a few mortgage internships in college. Uh, the one that, that was most memorable was working at Bay Equity. I worked under a guy named Chad Santander who runs secondary there. And that really exposed me to capital markets functions. And after graduating college, I was fortunate enough to find this company called SoFi, 
which is now the the title sponsor of the LA Rams and LA Chargers football stadium there in LA. And they, uh, they were a student loan refinancer at the time, but they wanted to expand into mortgage and they, they knew me kind of through my Rolodex and came on kind of a jack of all trades at the start. I think it was employee number 30 overall for the company. And, and we grew this mortgage department from nothing into uh, where we were doing about $200 million a month when I left. Uh, we, you know, it was everything at the time from setting rate sheets to, to meeting with different CRM companies to working with uh, our engineers to implement our, our workflow, a lot of different things. By the time I left, I was director of capital markets there. And uh, after that, went off to Texas, worked for a company called The Money Source. And uh, I, I'm uh, now kind of a Chrisman LLC employee. And so it's been uh, kind of a lifelong journey. I guess I'm a mortgage lifer. And we used to joke about how, <laughs> oh, you never want to end up in the mortgage industry. But but now I've come to realize it's a great place and, and there's a lot of really good people and it's a good way to make a living. So, so I really enjoy it. And uh, I think it's something I'll continue to do. Yeah, so you a Bay Area kid, and now you're living in in Texas. Are you you're in Dallas? Is that Dallas proper? Is that right? I, that right? I was I was visiting there last week when we were coordinating okay. this. I went okay. to the University of Texas, so okay. I, I caught caught a football game at my alma mater this weekend. Nice. Maybe down on Texas Tech. I actually live in in San Diego, and okay. uh, it's it's uh, not a bad spot to be. You know your 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 start into the mortgage business is is kind of a tongue in cheek thing that I that I we have some friends of mine that have always said is like you know how how did you get into the mortgage business and and sort of we our, our our sort of line was you know hey you know some kids wanted to be a doctor you know some kids wanted to be a fireman some an astronaut and uh, I always wanted to be a mortgage banker right so here and that was always just tongue in cheek it's like you kind of just fell into the into the industry and there's a lot of us that are like that in in, in housing finance. Um, you, on the other hand, you're you're taking the as a teenager, you you're you you're taking the BART, you know, across town and uh, doing doc packages as, as a teenager, and and here you are still doing it. So that's uh that's pretty cool. Well, there was there was a joke I liked to make when I was a kid about how when we'd have career day, I I would tell all the the my fellow students that my dad danced at an exotic nightclub because I couldn't bear to let them know that he was in mortgage banking. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I you know all kidding aside when it comes to mortgage banking versus other types of finance, we are putting people in homes and, and that is such a significant purchase and a meaningful purchase for them or helping them save money when they refinance. So I think that there is really good common good that mortgage companies are, are providing for society. No, there's just definitely, there's definitely an impact. It's a very specialized field. There's only, you know, you know, housing, finance, mortgage bankers, whatever you want to call us, right? There's only what three, maybe four hundred thousand of us? Very, I've been a very specialized um, industry. Not, not a lot of folks understand mortgage banking, but the uh, the thing that we do, and, and, you, and you probably experience this a little bit at SoFi, is is uh, yeah, you guys can make the the coolest front end system possible, you know, and, and, and really try to get into artificial intelligence and really do some whiz bang things with a startup. Um, but at the end of the day. You know the, the the standardization and the liquidity um, that that the mortgage banking industry brings um, really trumps everything. And so it's like it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter how how you know how great the front end is. You know, and SoFi and SoFi has done some great stuff. Don't get me wrong, um, but you still have to create you know loans that fit into a mortgage backed security to to be competitive. You know, the fact that we can deliver a fully prepayable. 30-year fixed rate mortgage 
um, you know, better than any country in the world. Um, and, and, you know, and the, and the leverage and the liquidity that's, that's provided by that standardization, you know, we, it's, it's, it's no, no, no matter how sophisticated technology gets, um, you're not going to be able to overcome that um, obstacle. So in, in a sense, you know, going back to, you know, what Lou Ranieri did and, and, the, and it was chronicled in the book, Liar's Poker, you know, our industry got disrupted, you know, 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago. And, uh, and, and, and without technology, so just with a, with, a, with a good idea and the execution of, of a good idea. So I, I love the stuff that SoFi is doing, but ultimately they're not going to be able to replicate the, the liquidity and standardization that, that we deliver as, as mortgage bankers. And, with, and without us, yeah, I mean, sure, it'd be great to get a loan on your phone, like you do a car loan or a credit card, um, but you're going to be paying somewhere in the you know, high fours, mid fives, probably um, rates are in the, in the high to mid twos right now for a, a regular Fannie Freddie conventional mortgage loan. And if you want a fixed rate, you're going to probably have a prepayment penalty. And if you don't want one of those, you're probably going to have a, a balloon or an arm, you know, so um, that's the reality of it. Um, and it's really, it is, it's, it's, it's very specialized, but it's, a, you know, it's, 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 I think it's a great service that we're all doing putting folks in homes and doing it with extremely high leverage and very uh, affordable um, interest rates. Certainly. And, and one of the, the key points you hit on there is people look at the mortgage industry and they say, God, cost to originate a loan is almost $9,000 for a lot of these companies. That's got to be ripe for disruption. Let's get the appraisal costs down, get the LO comp down, let's, let's disrupt in these different ways. And then they realize there's a lot of rules and regulations namely for the consumer's protection and the consumer's benefit that make it a lot harder to just come in and, and uh, change things like you could with credit cards or auto financing or whatever else it might be. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, a, I, I'm, I'm very proud of our industry. You know, we, we, I think we do a great service for the U S economy and it's in our, our secondary mortgage market, mortgage banking, housing finance in the U S whatever you want to call it is, is really the envy of the world. It's the most liquid, uh, market in the world as far as fixed rate securitizations go. And uh, it's because of the stuff that, that that we do, you know, every single day. So that's great. And it certainly so, feels like a, like a close knit community. If you go to these conferences or some people know each other and which is amazing considering the outsized impact it has on the U S economy, as we saw you 12 or yep. 13 years ago. It is, it is it definitely is a tight community. Uh, a lot of business gets done over a handshake and trust and your and your reputation. So um, I think those are those are good things as well. So you are currently, uh, I think you mentioned at the end of your of your uh, story, um, you're a full time employee of of Chrisman Inc. And so uh, so your father, um, is your, I guess uh, if you're a second generation, third generation uh, mortgage banker, your father, as you, as you well know, is a is a legend um, in our industry for for a lot of reasons. But the main reason is, you know, he started, he was on the cutting edge, bleeding edge of something, you know, um, years ago called a, called a blog, you know, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so a blog, uh, it's, it's probably hard to imagine, but I, I, according to Wikipedia, uh, blogs started in 1994. So um, I guess the internet was around then, um, but uh, it wasn't really used by many people in that time. I, I was just getting out of college. I'm not sure. Were, were you even born in 1994? I was born in 1994, okay. but I, okay. I had not been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Do you, do you have, do you know when your dad started his blog? He started it. Well, so it, it goes back to the nineties. Uh, he worked at a company called, called Tuttle and 
they were on the risk management side of things and they put out daily color to their clients about what was going on in the market. And he kept that going even after he left Tuttle and went, uh, went and worked for Chris George at CMG Mortgage. And, and he just kind of built the contact list. And over time, people came to see it as a free resource for what's going on and kind of unbiased news in the industry. It's kind of the, the go-to place. And, and so he's always said it was about educating and informing people. And look where it's got him today. It's been great. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, mean, I think I can't remember if I signed up for the blog and I got the emails for free, but I, I'm pretty sure I was, I was an early consumer of, uh, of his. Um, and now it's really become a staple um, in the industry. And uh, it is it is an incredible resource, you know, for all of us uh, to get up to date information on what on what's going on in the industry. But but yeah, it's, it's hard to picture, you know, a, a blog was a was a new thing at one time, and now with with uh, with phones and all the stuff that we do now with social media, I guess in a sense, a, a blog was a a very rudimentary form of social media. I guess I guess message boards came later. Um, and now we've got, of course, a million different mediums to communicate over our phones and, and whatnot through the internet. So it's it's interesting. Um, Certainly, and that that does not mean it is above uh, me giving him constant, you know, rubs for hey, we got to we got to change this. It looks it looks like it's a little outdated. You know, there it is. However, I, a lot of these people working at mortgage banks, they've been in the industry since the '80s or '90s, and they they uh, it it sings to them the way it looks. Sure. No, no, no question. So, so, uh, so stepping into your father's, you know, uh, footsteps, I mean, that, that, that can be tough. I go to these conferences and people come up to my dad and, Oh, Rob, nice to meet you. I've read your thing for forever. And, and they treat him like a legend in, in his own right to a lot of people. He is. However, I, you know, he's my dad. Right. And, and right. Makes think, it makes me think of this. Uh, I think it's a Bill Burr skit where he's talking about how the Church of Scientology has it a lot harder than other religions because there's live footage of L. Ron Hubbard stubbing his toe on something and going, "Dang it!" and and it's like that's it's hard to uh, hard to associate that on the same level with with someone like Jesus or Muhammad or whatever when, when you can see them <laughs> and stuff. So, you know, I I see him walking around the house in his boxers, putting on his pants one leg at the time. So it's it's a little different for me. But I think one of the things that he's been so good at over time is he's a very smart man, yet he makes things simple for people in this industry. And I, I think that takes a level of intelligence that a, that a lot of folks out there running secondary markets operations or, or doing engineering at, at companies, they don't really have. He can, he can relate to people. He knows how to break things down and he knows how to explain it in a way where people say, God, I want to keep reading that. That's, that's good stuff. There, there's something there about, you know, about following someone who's a legend, you know, there, there's, there's pitfalls, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, is, is, there's uh, have you, have you thought about that at all? Yeah. Well, if I think about it too much, it's probably daunting, but I, uh, <laughs> my, my mind goes, so right after I graduated from the university of Texas, I went over to Europe to race bicycles professionally Wow. and all these, all these other kids at the time on my team, even though they were racing, they had kind of family jobs. You, know, you work at the bakery, you work at the family bike shop. And it seemed like a point of pride that these Europeans would pass down things from one generation to another. Mm. America, you almost get the sense of, oh, you're riding your dad's coattails. And so I I vacillate back and forth between those things. Uh, At the end of the day, if if I'm a fraud, I'm going to get found out. And uh, if I if I keep doing good work, then then that's going to be noticed as well. And so he he makes the blueprint very easy. 
Uh, he has a certain writing style. He has a certain structure to the way he does things. He has a certain reputation in the industry that, that he leads by example with for me. And so I do my best to emulate that. And, and they say you become more like your parents over time, <laughs> I resist that a little bit, but, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways, when it comes to, to staying relevant in this mortgage industry, I have learned a tremendous amount from him and, and I'm very proud to, to call him my dad and to have him as a mentor at the same time. Hoping for lower rates to help your business? Hope isn't a strategy. Treasury yields and mortgage rates surged higher again yesterday on increased speculation the Fed will enact aggressive countermeasures to tame surging inflation beginning at its March meeting. Yields on the 10-year bond and shorter notes rose to the highest levels in two years yesterday. Fed members have suggested 0.25% rate raises will be the most likely outcome of upcoming meetings, although larger rate increases are in the toolkit. On the data front, the NAHB housing market index fell to 83 in January when it was expected to remain at 84 from December. Finally, yesterday was Class C, or Ginny May, 48-hour day, so lenders were busy cleaning up their open positions. It's been busy as of late for custom pools. Today's economic calendar kicked off with mortgage applications from MBA, which increased 2.3% from one week earlier for the week ending January 14th. During the reporting period, 30-year mortgage rates rose 8 basis points and 15 basis points according to Bankrate and Mortgage News Daily, respectively. The increase in applications is likely owed to people trying to refinance at the last minute before rates rise to the point where they would no longer be interested. MBA had reported yesterday that its new monthly loan monitoring survey revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance decreased by 26 basis points to 1.41% of servicers' portfolio volume in the prior month as of December 31st. According to MBA's estimate, 705,000 homeowners are in forbearance plans. Coming up later today are December housing starts and building permits and a treasury auction of $20 billion reopened 20-year bonds. The desk will purchase up to $3.5 billion of 30-year MBS across Gini 2, 2%, 2.5%, followed by UMBS 30, 2.5%, and 3%. The first operation to include UMBS 33%, since August 2020. In the very early going, agency MBS prices are roughly unchanged from Tuesday evening, and the 10-year is yielding 1.88% after closing yesterday at 1.87%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. An Englishman, a Scotsman, an Irishman, a Latvian, a Turk, an Aussie, a Yank, an Egyptian, a Japanese, a Mexican, a Spaniard, a Greek, a Russian, an Estonian, a German, an Italian, a Pole, a Lithuanian, a Swede, a Finn, an Israeli, a Romanian, a Bulgarian, a Serb, a Czech, and a Swiss went into a pub. The doorman says, Sorry, I can't let you in without a tie. <laughs> Thanks again to Sajent. Bringing the modern experience customers expect from loan originations to servicing with platforms that let customers manage their homeowning lives from anywhere. The end game is a continuous loop where tech-powered customer attention, retention, and engagement in servicing lead to new originations, which lead to and preserve lifetime servicing. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.